Welcome to Healthy Hawkesbury, a podcast for people living in our area, brought to you by the leading health experts servicing our community. Our program is brought to you by St John of God Healthcare's Hawkesbury District Health Service, your local hospital positioned in the heart of the magnificent Hawkesbury Valley. Health professionals in conversation, talking about what matters most to our community. We cover all range of topics, from the latest innovations, fascinating histories of conditions and treatments, to the ailments that are particularly prevalent in the Hawkesbury. With a panel of health experts, we'll explore everything health-related from advice, insights and access. Brought to you by our community, for our community. The medical information communicated in this podcast is of a general educational nature only. It should not be relied on to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent any disease or as a substitute for the specific advice of a health professional. Hawkesbury District Health Service does not assume liability for the accuracy or completeness of the information. If you are seeking advice relevant to your particular circumstances or are feeling unwell, you should seek the attention of a medical practitioner. Editing or reproducing the content of this podcast is not permitted without permission from Hawkesbury District Health Service. Any surgical or invasive procedure carries risks. Before proceeding, you should seek a second opinion from an appropriately qualified health practitioner. Welcome to Healthy Hawkesbury. I am Tracy Norman, the Nursing Unit Manager of Maternity Services here at Hawkesbury District Health Service. Today we are talking about having babies in Hawkesbury, something I know a lot about. I have lived in the Hawkesbury for the past 21 years. I started working at Hawkesbury in 2000 before taking a few years off to be a stay-at-home mum, then returned to work in 2007 and I have worked here ever since. We have a pretty unique maternity service here at Hawkesbury that sees generations of residents returning to have their babies here. In fact, some of our midwives, both past and present, have had the pleasure of attending and supporting mums whose births they were present at decades before. A large number of the maternity team live in the Hawkesbury and many of us have either given birth to our own babies or have welcomed the birth of our grandchildren from within the maternity unit. To demystify the pregnancy journey and beyond, I am joined today by Head of Obstetrics and Gynaecology, Dr Ralph Nader, and Nurse Unit Manager of Child and Family Health, Cheryl Feeney. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Ralph. Hi, Tracy. Thanks for having me. Hi, Tracy. It's nice to be here. Together, we will explore what makes having a baby at Hawkesbury so unique, the services available, and how to access them. As well as sharing some of our more memorable experiences, we are also going to touch on strategies that families can employ when things don't go to plan. Ralph, let's start with you. Can you tell us a little about yourself, what made you interested in obstetrics and women's health, and what brings you to the Hawkesbury? I've been in Hawkesbury since uh, 2010 when I was introduced uh, by one of my colleagues when he was about to retire. And haven't actually looked back since then. I've been doing obstetrics for the gynecology for the last 10 to 11 years. Um, I do enjoy both of them. And um, I remember when I was a medical student and when uh, laparoscopic surgery was uh, evolving then, and that's how I liked, got to like really gynecological surgery. 
and I still like it and I do a lot of laparoscopic surgery. Uh, however, there is really nothing more uh, rewarding than doing obstetrics, looking after, expecting uh, mothers uh, throughout their pregnancy, being there for them uh, during the ups and downs of the pregnancy, and then also being them at that special moment at the time of delivery, especially when they're having their first baby. It's a very rewarding moment, and that's what gives me uh, going and doing obstetrics. For the next part of your questions um, about why did I join Hawkesbury or why I've been working Hawkesbury, I do enjoy Hawkesbury quite a lot. And initially, when I first started working as a specialist, I was uh, doing Nepean and Hawkesbury Hospital and subsequently ended up a... Um, Stopping working at Nepean in 2016 and just continue Hawkesbury, which I thought that I would be doing that for the next few years. I do enjoy the small unit, the family atmosphere, when you basically get to know everyone, starting from the cleaners, the ladies in the kitchens, all the way up to the management executive team, having that good relationship, getting to see everyone, um, smiling, sharing their, some of their life story throughout the day. It's uh, very helpful. Having that small team also, it does have a lot of advantage for us and also a lot of advantage for our patients to make their journey throughout the hospital and throughout their admission uh, very straightforward and smooth and also increase their satisfaction with our hospital and also decrease our adverse outcome and also improve their patient safety throughout their admission. Thanks, Ralph. Now, Cheryl, how long have you worked here and what do you love about your role? Well, I guess I'm probably one of the new kids on the block being here just on four years. But the Hawkesbury's been part of my journey since the beginning. Um, I actually did my some of my PTS training here. That is our preliminary training as a nurse. So that was many decades ago when we were actually part of Nepean Hospital Group. So four years current, but a long time past. And what do I love about my role? Wow. I love the team that I have. So under me, I have both midwifery at home and child and family health. And we also cover the antenatal education side of things. So it's sort of from one end to the other. It's really about being part of the whole journey. And we are so blessed really to be involved with our families. We cover so much stuff from the antenatal education right through to helping mums and bubs and dads settle into home with their new babies. We try and support them in whatever they choose to do with their baby, with feeding. We look at settling issues. We, we just cover the whole thing. And while it may not seem like rocket science, it is just a huge comfort I think to parents we get so many good comments about wow we couldn't have done it without you we often don't feel that we've done an awful lot but to them it's it's huge and it's an absolute privilege to be in people's homes it's such a special time. Thanks Cheryl I'd have to agree that is part of our job that I love the most is seeing our families go home after we've helped them all through their journey. Okay Ralph get your calculator out do you know how many babies you've delivered or at least here in Hawkesbury? Rough guess? I've been in Hawkesbury since 2010, and I think I've probably done about at least 1,500 deliveries in Hawkesbury. However, in my six years in the BNI as a consultant, I was uh, doing a lot of work and also a cesarean section list. I probably did about 4,000 deliveries or supervised 4,000 deliveries during that six years. 
so it's quite a lot and we do see I'm seeing now seeing mum having kids who actually I delivered their baby three or four or five years ago so especially when I delivered three or four of their kids so, and yeah. they keep on coming back especially to the Hawkesbury Hospital so that's quite rewarding um, and basically tell us that they're quite happy with the service they enjoy their stay here and that's why they keep on coming back to us to our maternity. Great thanks Ralph. I think that is one thing that's unique about our services that the generations do return and it's lovely to see our families come back grown up and now starting their families on their own. Cheryl, with your service, the Hawkesbury is a huge area. I know a lot of our mums don't all deliver here for different reasons, but I'm sure they come back to your service. Can you talk to us a little about how many women and dads that you see throughout the year? It's a little difficult to uh, calculate. However, we on average see 70 new babies, 70 to 75 new babies each month. Most people will know that September, October is the very busy baby period and we usually hit the high 80s to 90s in those months. So that's just new babies and they come from whichever hospital they deliver at, be it um, Nepean, Blacktown, Sometimes we're at Gosford, Hornsby, the Sands, all over the place. So as long as they live in the area, we will offer them uh, what's called a universal health home visit to start with and then follow-up visits as they require. But we also have clinics. So stats probably each month would be in the vicinity of 900 to 950 contacts with our mums and dads. Quite a significant number. That's great. The Hawkesbury is definitely a big area and I'm glad that we've got that service that we can provide our mums and dads throughout mm. their journeys. It's a huge growth area. We've got lots of new housing developments around. So, so we're just going to get bigger and we better. Are. <laughs> okay. As I mentioned, we have a uniquely structured, r- relatively comprehensive service here at Hawkesbury. Both the maternity and child and family health teams work side by side and our services overlap, which ensures that our communication is better and there is a smoother transition of care across our services. We offer both private and public um, service, and each are separated into the three main areas of antenatal care, labour and delivery, and postnatal care. Antenatal care starts with a phone call to the maternity unit to speak to one of our lovely ward clerks. Your first appointment will be with a midwife who will ask you about your past medical history. The importance of this appointment is to ensure every woman is placed in the most appropriate antenatal clinic for their care. Antenatal clinics are either obstetrician or midwifery led. In the midwives clinic, the women are seen by a group of experienced senior midwives who will assess, educate and support women and their partners every step of the way throughout their pregnancy journey. All the midwives who work in the antenatal clinic also work on the postnatal ward and in delivery suite. Care through the antenatal clinic provides a great opportunity for our women to meet several midwives whose faces will become familiar when it's time to have their babies. As part of our antenatal services at Hawkesbury, we combine our services with Cheryl's team for antenatal classes and when Cheryl's ready to explain Beyond the Bump. So Cheryl, can you talk to us about antenatal classes and what is Beyond the Bump? (laughs) Well, our antenatal classes, we've actually just totally restructured again. Uh, COVID has played an incredible part in being flexible over this period of time. We have having a baby class 
which is either an eight-hour day or because of COVID restrictions, we've gone to four two-hour sessions currently on a Tuesday evening. We've had to reduce numbers in the classes because of COVID restrictions. Hopefully they'll lighten up soon and we can have slightly bigger classes. During COVID, we very successfully put our classes online. They're not the most ideal, but it still gave mums the opportunity to get the information that they required, to ask some questions, and to talk to a couple of other parents that were expecting as well. So the classes cover the antenatal journey. They cover breastfeeding and antenatal preparation, if that's your choice to feed. It covers uh, relationship changes. It covers what you do with these little babies once you get them home and a whole lot of other topics as well. Now, Beyond the Bump, isn't that a great little <laughs> I think title? So. It's great, yeah. <laughs> so Beyond the Bump is really a specific group for our under-21s. That's run by uh, our young parent nurse. And they are classes that those expectant younger parents get to have aside from their normal we have a group that meets antenatally on a social sort of aspect, but this gives them the information that they decide they need. It's loosely based on the same sort of structure as having a baby your class, but we thought we'd call it something cool and the girls came up with that. So again, it looks at antenatal, postnatal and, and all the ups and downs and ins and outs of that journey that the young parents, both mums and dads, can expect to, to come across. Thanks. I think it's great that our younger mums get to embark on this journey with people that are of their same age and their generation, speak their language, but are also part of our bigger service as well. I think it's great. I think it was a great invention and I love Beyond the Bump. <laughs> <laughs> we do too. And I think we're very specialised in having this young parent nurse. And we're trying to come up for a new name for, for the young parent nurse, <laughs> but we haven't got to that yet. So maybe someone's got a suggestion for us. Um, but I think it's fairly unique now in any of the LHD or local health districts. There's not too many around. So we are very fortunate to have that. And there's lots of things um, the younger girls often have their own issues that they're not comfortable to speak out in, you know, with other older age groups. So it's it's great. At time of labour and delivery, midwives will support and care for all the women throughout their journey until the birth of their babies. Obstetricians are also involved and vital in the care of our women and they are always on duty and for assisted births and the escalation of care as required. Ralph, can you share the role of the obstetrician in labour and delivery and the importance of a collaborative approach to caring for women during this time period? Uh, thank you, Tracy. Um, we, in our maternity in Hawkesbury, uh, we basically see uh, low-risk pregnancy and high-risk pregnancies. Uh, most of our low-risk pregnancies will be managed by the midwife throughout the antenatal care, throughout the delivery and also the postnatal care. However, there are some high-risk uh, cases or patients who require some uh, medical input, either antenatally throughout our antenatal clinic when we can see them in our antenatal clinic or sometimes in our rooms. 
And also throughout the labor, as Tracy, you mentioned, we have four obstetricians. We always have an obstetrician on call and we are available at a very short notice if there is any medical emergency comes up and we need to attend uh, very quickly. And the midwife basically contact us straight away. And the advantage in Hawkesbury that there's really no, we don't have any training registrar, so the contact will be directly between the midwives and us straight away without any middle layer and any delay. So the patient will get a very uh, straightforward, uh, good, high quality care by an obstetrician when it's needed. Having that collaborative approach with the midwives and also with the other units in the hospital, especially in theatre, uh, in case we need to do an operative delivery or emergency cases, is actually very important. That will make the journey very smoother, less stressful on the patient and the baby, and ultimately will improve the outcome and satisfaction of the patient. Great. Thanks, Ralph. So after the wonderful arrival of the beautiful new baby, our mums and dads have transferred over to our postnatal ward for our continuation of their care. The focus of the care in the postnatal ward is to provide the women with support, parenting education, feeding support, especially with breastfeeding, and the preparation for discharge onto their next phase of their lives with their babies. Midwifery at Home Program, the feeding clinic, Child and Family Health all complete the services that are available for our women and families here at the Hawkesbury. So Cheryl, this is back to your team and this is where you your service overlaps with mine. Um, can you complete our journey for our families, telling them about the service that you're offered through the community? Generally, uh, the midwifery at home or the midwives that go out in their little cars to do home visits, we'll actually visit the mums who deliver here on the ward, as will our child and family health nurses to introduce the services. If you don't see them, that's fine. We certainly get to know about you. So once discharge happens, and if you live in the Hawkesbury area, we can offer you midwifery at home. So you will go home fairly early. No one wants to be in hospital any longer than necessary. And the girls will do home visits each day for the next few days, sometimes a phone call if things are going well. And once that service has finished, Child and Family Health takes over. So you will be referred over to Child and Family Health automatically, unless you choose not to be. And we will then continue to see you up until that baby goes to school, if that's your choice. Some women choose to come and see us very regularly and that's fine. Others don't need to come quite as often, and that's fine as well. Generally, we would suggest that women engage at least for the development checks that are in their blue books that they'll get when baby's born. And they are one to four weeks, six to eight weeks, six months, 12 months, 18 months, and then three to four. So we do all of those checks and we don't just weigh the baby at those checks. We actually see how everything's going, feeding, growth and development, any concerns that the family might have. We look at feeding, we we'll look at solids, we we'll look at introduction of solids at an appropriate age. We look at how mum's travelling uh, emotionally and often to how dads are travelling because it's now quite accepted that dads can get some postnatal depression as well. So we're there for you to support through all of those. For people who have specific feeding issues, whether it be breast, bottle or solids, we have a feeding clinic. 
It's run by a nurse with a lactation certificate, but many of our child and family health nurses are also lactation consultants as well. We also run immunisation clinics. They need to be booked in here and every second week right throughout the year. So we do specific for the general uh, immunisations that are in the back of the blue book. We also, over the winter period, have uh, flu clinics that we run separately so that the above threes can have their flu vaccines. You can give us a call if you've got an issue and we'll just slot you in. COVID has made us change a few things. So we used to have drop-in clinics where you could just come along without an appointment. But at the moment, we're just running appointment only. But sometimes it's just a phone call and we can sort things out for you or send you in the right direction. Right. Thanks, Cheryl. Okay, Ralph, can you explain the importance of follow-up care with an obstetrician after discharge for some of our women? Uh, yes, um, I think as uh, already Cheryl mentioned, I think that follow-up appointment after delivery, regardless if it was a straightforward vaginal delivery or complicated delivery, I think it's important from uh, two kind of points, basically. It's an important point, as Cheryl mentioned, is that mental health assessment and checking how the patients and also their partner coping with the pregnancy, how the baby is progressing up to date with their vaccination and feeding, just to make sure that's all going well. And then the other medical aspect, which is basically checking on them on how they're going after delivery in terms of their recovery, if they had operative delivery, was there any sign of infection, was there any sign of issue with the breastfeeding or infection mastitis. Also, we do talk to them after delivery. We discuss with them uh, the other options uh, or the other points, uh, including being up to date with their pap smear. Some patients do ask us also about contraception, so we have to provide them with some information. Great. Okay, Ralph, still over to you. So now I would like you to talk to us about a a new mum coming into the maternity services. They've just conceived and they're very happy about being pregnant. So how do they go about choosing their pregnancy care with an obstetrician? And what are the differences between going private and public? Thank you, Tracy. I think you probably can help me more. You would know more about this than I do. But um, there's basically two types of patients who we see for obstetrics. The type of patient who will present directly to our rooms because based on their past experience with us or based on their GP referral, they're the one who will start seeing them in our rooms. And then subsequently, we will continue looking after them throughout the pregnancy, either in the hospital or in our rooms. And there are some patients who also... um, Sometimes they find out they're pregnant, but they haven't been to the GP, so they can basically ring maternity. And then um, when they, the ward clerk uh, basically check with them, they check their risk factors, their due date, what have they done so far. They do provide them with the booking visit initially so they can get all the information and the data. They make sure that they check to the GP to get all the blood tests and the ultrasound necessarily before they see them and they also get the referral we need for the hospital. And also, you got the component of the being a private or public. Um, I think I'll leave the private to you. You're going to talk mm-hmm. about that private section and tell yeah. us what benefits they have as a private patient. So I will leave that with you. Okay, so the difference between public and private is a predominantly who births your baby. So our private obstetrician on as part of Hawkesbury Hospital is Dr. Anmar Marriott. 
Ladies who are choosing a private service, they will get a referral from their GP to go and see Dr. Marriott in his rooms. And then all their appointments in obstetric care is through his rooms. At time of labour and delivery, when they present to the hospital, the midwives on duty in delivery suite will come and see the women and they will look after them. But they will also consult with Dr. Marriott to make sure that he is aware that the ladies are in, in labour and that he's aware of what's going on. Dr. Marriott will come at different times throughout the labour to check on his ladies and he will also definitely be present for their births. That's his job. Okay, um, and then all okay. care. So over on the postnatal ward is where it changes for our private ladies a little bit. We have two rooms that we have um, decorated with the theme of the Hawkesbury. Um, one has a Hawkesbury River mural and the other one has jacaranda trees that you'll see throughout the Hawkesbury during Christmas time. They're both beautifully set up and the ladies will be accommodated in those rooms. A candlelight dinner for two is organised for their ladies, during which time the midwives will look after bubs so that they've got some time away from them. They also get a basket of local produce, complimentary tea and coffee every day, and, which I think is really cute, is the um, Hawkesbury Bubs Rule T-shirt to go home for our little bubs to wear. Okay, so they're gifts that the hospital provides for our couples to say thank you for coming in um, and staying with us as a private patient. So all care is still done by midwives, but Dr. Marriott is in consultation and is present all the time. So from a funding perspective, the more private we, um, patients that we treat within our services, that provides extra funding for public patients. So both services actually support each other. Question time, guys. Just going to open it up to both of you um, mm -hmm. and just jump in for different things at different times when you want to. So memorable ex pregnancy journeys throughout your career. Does anyone come to mind? Well, I can uh, I can answer that one. I remember, I think, last year when we had a, it's quite a memorable um, outcome, obviously. This lady who had a previous uh, stillbirth at around 30 weeks, and then uh, subsequent, she wasn't stillbirth was done in a different hospital. However, subsequently she came to our hospital to have her baby. Um, I've seen her in my rooms, and subsequently we looked after her in the antenatal clinic. And uh, obviously it was a very stressful uh, pregnancy for the patient, for her partner, and obviously for me. Going through that pregnancy, uh, this current pregnancy, everything really went very well. Then we planned the delivery. Throughout the delivery, um, she did really very well. It was really very stressful. Uh, what's really kind of, uh, I found it very memorable is that seeing that stress uh, throughout the labor, during the labor, until the couple basically see their baby when they're having a healthy baby and the baby cried in their lab. So I think that's quite memorable, especially after they had a loss before. And um, I'm sure that patient was very appreciating the service we provided for her. And she did provide a lot of comments and a good feedback for us uh, down the track. So I think that was quite memorable. And that's basically what keeps us going as obstetrician. At the same thing also as a midwife, because mm -hmm. it's a very, very rewarding. In most of the cases, we do have some adverse outcomes, which we'll talk about it later on, I guess, in the second question. You know, for me personally, I don't have one birth that's memorable. It's more about watching. For me, what's really special is when I'm birthing a baby is watching the faces of our dads. Seeing, so Bub comes up is 
popped onto mum's chest and seeing that pure joy in our dad's faces um, and they're overwhelmed with just seeing their, their wives and what they've achieved of birthing babies and then their little bubs. So I just that is the most special thing for me is part of being a midwife. Especially with their first baby. I think yeah. Dads are great. Mums are fantastic, but the faces of dads are great, yeah. We have so many memorable times down yeah. with us too that you just can't pick one. It's just lovely no. to see babies grow, families grow, yeah, and uh, every one of them is special. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so going on from what you just were speaking about, Ralph, you know, sometimes our transitions and our, our progress journeys through labour aren't as smooth mm-hmm. as they we would like them to be. Can you talk us through how we would support them both in that pregnancy and the next pregnancy? Yeah, I've got um, kind of three scenarios, what kind of support we can provide in Hawkesbury at different stages of the pregnancy. Uh, not necessarily adverse outcome, but also could include uh, medical emergencies which require basically urgent import. So if we look at antenatal, during antenatal period, um, in Hawkesbury we care for babies uh, who are more than 34 weeks normally in our nursery. Anything less than 34 weeks we have to transfer them to an EPN. So we do occasionally, probably once a month, we get some ladies who present in with a premature labour and they obviously will require an urgent attention from us and assessment. Uh, once we make sure everything's fine and if they are less than 34 weeks, we uh, have to liaise uh, pretty quickly with the BN hospital and organise an urgent transfer so they can be in a tertiary centre. So the nursery over there is far more equipped than our nursery because it's a higher level. And um, we basically organise an urgent transfer and we do have a very good relationship with our paramedics and the ambulance service. We never had any issues and we're only about 20, 30 minutes really away from the PN. We do have a very good uh, collaborative uh, relationship with the BN high risk team um, in terms of communication and also accepting patients and looking after them once they traveled uh, to their hospital. Uh, so that's from antenatal point of view. From uh, during pregnancy point of view, during delivery point of view, we look after ladies um, high risk and low risk, as I said earlier. Uh, most um, Our midwife is always there with the patient regardless if they're low risk or high risk. If everything going well, the midwife will be basically looking after delivery. However, sometimes uh, the patient might be a higher risk and will require uh, fetal heart monitoring in labor. And sometimes we do get a very abnormal fetal heart pattern in labor, which will require urgent delivery either by instrumental delivery or cesarean section. And uh, hence, we're always available to do instrumental delivery. We can do that in delivery suite. However, in terms of emergency cesarean section, we do have a very good relationship with our theater and um, good understanding of the urgency. And uh, we never had any major issue with theater fitting in patient to have an emergency procedure in order to shorten that period when the baby is stressed and try to get the baby in a very good condition as soon as we can. After delivery, as Cheryl mentioned earlier, we do have a good support, obviously, um, from the mental health point of view, from the social worker point of view, and also from the breastfeeding point of view. This is all three issues that could come up after birth. And um, as everyone probably also noticed that there is really an increasing number of patients who are having social issues. And there is also an increasing number of patients who are having mental health issues in terms of anxiety or depression. Sometimes we might be able to pick up that during the pregnancy. However, we can see it's extremely highlighted after delivery. 
And that's when we need to involve other teams. We do have a psychologist uh, on standby when she basically can see them, assess the patient and link him with all the support and uh, basically the teams she can see afterwards. Same thing, Cheryl will be looking after the breastfeeding. The midwife will be sorting out the breastfeeding with a consultant and providing that support even when they go home for the first few weeks until that breastfeeding established really well. And also having that social worker uh, unit in the hospital, which is sometimes could get very busy, is a very uh, good unit. And basically, we get them involved to see the patients. Sometimes we might identify issue before delivery. So getting to see them beforehand and then uh, looking after them throughout uh, after delivery, see them postnatal ward and then organizing the follow up. Uh, afterwards, I think it's a very good continuity of care and that helps us hopefully to improve the social circumstances for the mum and the baby and obviously for the partner down the track. Totally agree, Ralph. Social issues, emotional issues are huge um, and I think it's been significantly more difficult through COVID. We have, besides the nursing team and community health, we have a counselling team as well. And so once women have been discharged, we can uh, organise referrals through to our counselling team as well. So any sort of issues, if we can't help, we can generally point you in the right direction. But our counselling team here is great. Great. Just uh, another note, our mums who are transferred antenatally and prematurely before 34 weeks and birth in our bigger hospitals... We do have a special care nursery, which is a level 2A, and we get our babies back. So our mums might birth in a bigger hospital Mm -hmm. because they actually need to and the babies need that support. But once those babies no longer need the tertiary support, it's great to have our mums and our bubs back and have them grow up in our unit as well. So we get the link back as well, which is great. So fortunately, there appears to be hope on the horizon around COVID-19. It has been challenging over the last 12 months with our mums and our dads and their little siblings and the antenatal care and what services we can provide and ongoing. So Cheryl, have you experienced, how are our women coping in the community? You're right, it has been an absolute challenge for so many people on so many levels and I think the isolation has probably been the big issue. I actually had the pleasure of doing our very first uh, new mums group again out of COVID and it was an absolute physical relief that you could see these women getting together with other new mums. It was palpable. It was quite amazing to, to witness that. So along with all the other things that I've mentioned, uh, we do have groups for first-time mums where we meet, we basically network with each other and give a little bit of information. I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation, Cheryl and Ralph, today. Thank you for joining me to talk all things maternity for Hawkesbury District Health Service. If you are expecting to have a baby, we are more than happy to help you through your journey. Just give us a call or contact your GP for a referral. Thanks for listening to Healthy Hawkesbury. If you'd like to learn more about our hospital, doctors and services, please head to sjog.org.au forward slash Hawkesbury or subscribe to Healthy Hawkesbury on your favourite podcast app.